Getting split Getting split ready. Getting split ready. Getting split ready. For my wife, God rest her soul. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no, no. She's not dead. <laughs> We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show? Here's your hosts, Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. Hello and welcome again to Getting Split Ready. Uh, great guest today, and actually our first repeat guest. It so is. that's a fantastic. We were round along Darn. enough to have a repeat guest. Colleen Honquist, divorce coach, uh, um, uh, certified divorce coach actually from the International Coaching Federation, focusing on high conflict. And that's today what we're talking about is high conflict. She has. I think a PhD, basically, in dealing with difficult personalities. <laughs> PhD. Well, I've PhD. Paid Not an actual, but yes. she deals with person- yes. difficult personalities all the time. And today we're talking about high conflict divorce, which is unfortunately a pretty common occurrence. Yes. Thank you, Doug and Mariah. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Friend of the show. Friend That's the first, the show. You're the first Aww. friend of the show. You're here twice. That was my warm fuzzy for the day. We'll get you there some you swag. Yeah. Um, well, so that's got to happen. Yeah. Oh. Conflict is inherent in divorce, right? You wouldn't be getting divorced if there wasn't some conflict. So most people aren't high conflict, though. What defines a really high conflict divorce? What does it make? How does that differentiate from a regular divorce? Well, um, high conflict is usually propagated by one of the personalities in the divorce. One of the people. It you know, oftentimes you hear judges say, "Well, it's a he said, she said thing," and they. They take these high-conflict divorces and they think, ah, it's both of them. They're really both crazy. But usually it's one of the personalities that has, you know, some motivation, whether it's a personality disorder or something going on where, you know, with the abuse and the coercive control, that they want to make this court, the whole court process, really long, dragged out, and just complicated. So you've seen cases that are... Uh, drawn out or made more difficult on purpose is what you're saying. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Never <Yes>. happens. <laughs> what are some of the considerations you see like essential with dealing those with those situations? Because you're representing, you know, you were on one of our, uh, our other shows and talked a little bit about um, coaching and that you generally coach one person, not the other. In a high-conflict situation, how do you manage that if you're coaching the non-high-conflict person? Well, I oftentimes am coaching, I 99% of the time am coaching the non-high conflict person because the high conflict individual is the, you know, more abusive or the personality disordered person. They don't look to anyone for... Um, they don't think they need a coach. Yes, exactly. They don't need help. They just want to litigate. And so I often, you know, more than often, I deal with the... Um, the person that's not the high conflict personality. So I teach them how to basically shut down the chaos and confusion coming from the other side. Um, you know, I teach them how to create boundaries that are very, very uh, effective. In other words, you know, they, they're used to getting emails, texts, phone calls constantly from these people. And I teach them very quickly how to shut that down and what the court will accept and really say, okay, that's fine. You don't have to communicate with these people constantly. Just shut it down. So you 
have said that you filter some of the noise and the chaos for the client that you're working with. Does that filtration translate into what the court receives? Does it help them with the judges and the process of divorce? It does because um, by shutting down a lot of that noise and chaos and confusion coming from the other side, they're able to think more clearly. They're able to, you know, plot out strategies and goals and they don't appear as, um, you know, flustered and disorganized in court. You know, they're just better able to organize everything for the court process. What do you see as some good coping mechanisms for people who are facing high conflict? I mean, you, you, you coach people, like, what do you tell them? Um, well, aside from initially getting those clear boundaries, um, basically, you know, trying to live in the moment not dealing with the what-ifs. I mean, as I said, you know, previously when we talked in another podcast, a lot of my clients say, well, what if this or what if that? And I say, you know, let's not deal in what-ifs. Let's talk about realities. Let me tell you about what I've seen and what my clients have gone through. So we try, we try to deal with more present situations and not, you know, the catastrophic thinking because that, that oftentimes times happens when these people are so traumatized. Do you recommend therapy in conjunction with your coaching often, or is that something that you kind of stay away from? And I know they both deal with the emotional side. How do you deal with that? Yeah, no, I, I definitely recommend therapy. And um, if, if definitely I work with therapists, I, I definitely talk to them and say, if, if you're dealing with emotional issues and you need advice on abuse and things that have been problematic for, you know, years, you need to talk to a therapist. Um, some of my best referral people are therapists, so yes. How do you manage, a lot of times from what I've seen, high conflict people draw high conflict attorneys. <laughs> and then you're dealing with two high conflict people. How do you manage that when you're, when you're in those situations? What advice would you give? Yeah, you know, the thing about high-conflict personalities is they tend to attract uh, what we call negative advocates. And, you know, that's, that's a, an attorney that's going to fight for them and may truly believe that they're fighting for their client and they want to advocate for them. But, um, again, if their client is not is coercive and, and trying to control the other individual, you know, they're fighting for the wrong cause, basically. Um, so what I do, as I've, I've said over and over, is I, I create these boundaries and I, I say, you don't have to respond to absolutely everything. You know, I break down, is it necessary to respond? You know, we create rules and it, it shuts down a lot of the chaos and confusion. So I'm in a high conflict divorce. I'm not, but let's just say. I'm. I was going to um, say. Are you? Surprise. Really? No. Um, Gosh. <laughs> let's just say that I am. And I haven't yet engaged with an attorney. Are all attorneys equipped to handle my case? Definitely not. Um, I think, and I've got to be careful here, but um, there, it, it's, the education is not out there in law schools, and, um, you know, no. The short answer is no, and I think you've got to be really careful. If you're in a high-conflict divorce, the thing about working with someone like me is I can talk to you about what you really need in um, a legal advocate, 
and clarify exactly how to find that person. And that question wasn't designed to bash any lawyers. Right. It's kind of similar maybe to doctors. Some are stronger in some areas of medicine than others, correct? Yes, definitely. What yeah. about safety concerns? We actually, our first podcast was about physical safety. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing high conflict can a lot of times deal with that. Like, what do you see in that area? Yeah, no, and I listened to that that podcast. It was great, and um, it was, you know, dealing... You, you talked to a Chicago... You're people. invited back anytime. <laughs> you are anytime. <laughs> um, no, but the... Yes, the police sergeant that you guys talked to was great because he talked about creating a plan for these people. And I always tell my clients, um, you know, if they're dealing with any kind of abuse, they've got to have a plan. They've got to have things prepared in their car, whether it's they've got to have neighbors and advocates that know where they're at and money set aside and keys. So, yeah, I think that's a great idea. And it's one of the first things I talked to him about. How do you interface with the rest of the family? I mean, the high conflict in a lot of those situations are the two spouses mm-hmm. who, are, who are breaking up the marriage. But there could be kids and other family members. Do you, are you engaged with the rest of the family, or what do you see? You know, we're kind of talking in the divorce coach context, I guess, but what do you see kind of how that high conflict ripples through the rest of the family, and how, do, how can you work with that? Well, um, typically I don't deal with the rest of the family, but I... And again, as you mentioned before, I recommend therapy always, you know, especially for the family and kids that are in these situations. One thing I will say that I always recommend for these parents to do is to advocate for uh, protective counseling for their kids. In other words, to ask that their legal advocates or their lawyers uh, file motions to uh, basically uh, get protective counseling for the kids because when you're in a, when you're a kid in a high conflict family, you're under a lot of stress and the parents oftentimes are so caught up in that controversy that you know the kids are kind of left to the sidelines. So um, I advocate that these kids should be if they're younger or you know, well even teens, they should be in protective counseling. In other words, counseling where neither of the parents can interact with the counselor. They can't talk to the counselor before or after the sessions they can't ask the you know counselor what's going on but uh, wow yeah so their own space they the, these kids have to know that they can go into counseling and tell them anything they want and neither of the parents do the attorneys representing the spouses have any access to that information no. so no. it's completely it's protected counseling wow yeah it's very important because these kids you know they've been put sometimes between these parents and it's extremely stressful so to have this protected space where they can go in and say anything they want and know that mom or dad can't go in and say what did he say can that be court ordered yes it's definitely it usually has to be court ordered well even more than that they can go and say whatever they want without worrying about hurting anyone's feelings which is what happens a lot with kids right they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings because it's already happening yeah. So well, they get weaponized, right? It mm-hmm. becomes a way for people to fight. Yeah, and you know, to to make some of these some of these parents, especially abusers, you know, they make these kids messengers and they say, "Well, go tell your mom, you know, she's crazy." And you know, that uh, for a kid whose brain is developing and, you know, they're trying to just go to school and be a normal kid, it's so stressful. So, um the counseling is really important. How do I know as a person going through a divorce if I'm high? I mean, 
if I'm high conflict or not. If you're the one who's high conflict? Or if my situation is high conflict. Because I, okay. I can imagine that for a lot of people, they think they are. Mm -hmm. But statistically, what is it, 20-ish, 25%? Yeah, it's about 30%. 30%? Realistically. Um, that really are high conflict. So what might be some markers or some, some ways that I can know that what I'm feeling is high conflict really is, and I really need to seek out specialists that, ha specialists that have these extra experiences and credentialing? Yeah, um, that's why I always talk about coercive control, because if, you know, some of the women that come to me are men, they come to me and say, well, he's never hit me, but, you know, he's holding back on, I, I don't have any control over the finances, or this is what he says to me to make me feel bad. So if there's any form of coercive control or feeling of, uh, you know, power that, you know, you're the you're the lesser person in the relationship, and you're really not in control of anything. Um, that's a red flag, and that's a time to think. Yeah, well, I, I think most of these people know it, but they're not willing to admit it until that probably makes sense. Yeah, they, or even if they're willing to admit it, there's a shame factor. You know, you know, to go and talk to somebody and say, oh, I, you know, my relationship is really really not the best and um, I really need help. That's a, that's a hard thing. But if you look at the coercive control and you decide, okay, there definitely is, I have no control in this relationship. I'm completely, you know, at the mercy of this person. That's a, that's a red flag. You're in a high conflict divorce. If they work with you as a coach, is it confidential? Definitely. Everything I do is completely confidential. Um, Nothing is shared unless the individual wants me to talk to either their lawyer or as uh, the case has been between you and myself and financial, you know, we share things, but it's all got to be um, okayed by the client. Fantastic information, again. And if you want to learn more about high conflict divorce or need a coach, you can reach Colleen at the Divorce Coalition at what thedivorcecoalition.com yep. as well as Facebook and LinkedIn. You can always come to us. We'll get you in touch with Colleen. Again, big Thank friend of the show. Guys. We'd love to help her and you out. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to us on all the different podcast networks that you can find us on and check out our website. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you listening. Um, please remember that you can get through your divorce and you can keep your finances, your integrity, and hopefully at least a little bit of your sanity intact. Even when it's high conflict. Hopefully even, especially yeah. when it's high conflict. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening to Split Ready. Or getting Split Ready. Thanks, guys. <laughs>